glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to read this morning from Matthew, the 13th chapter. Now, this is kind of one of our foundation scriptures. When Jesus had spoken the parable of the sower, verse 19, he said, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Now, wayside soil, being a farmer for 30 years, I figured out what it was. It's the turn row. It's where you turn the tractor around. It's packed down, and it's not conducive to produce. So it doesn't receive the seed well because the ground's hard. And it's hard to get enough moisture on it to get the seed up. But now listen to what Jesus says. He said, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, Now, come down to verse 23. But he that receives seed into good ground is he that heareth the word, understandeth it, which also bringeth forth fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. In other words, hundred, sixty, and thirty-fold. The soil does not always have the same elements in it. Some soil you have to fertilize more than others. But you see, if they understand it, Notice when they understood it not, Satan stole it from, produced nothing. But when he understandeth it, it bringeth forth fruit. Now we've talked all this week about the word of God is both the seed and the water. And in this parable of the kingdom, he tells you how the kingdom of God works. In Mark the fourth chapter, he said, The kingdom of God is if a man cast a seed into the ground. He shall sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up in north, not how for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. So we're guaranteed production with the seed of God's word if we do what Jesus said to do with it, if we understand it. Now the understanding of the word of God, I liken it to water. The Bible says that the word of God is both seed and water. You can plant a seed in the desert, but it will not grow until it's watered. It must have moisture. Now, without moisture, it will not grow. This is simply what Jesus is saying here. Understanding is when the Word of God is watered by the Holy Spirit to where you have an understanding of it, and then Satan can't steal it from you. I mean, when you learn to act on it, And you understand that planting a seed is going to draw persecution. You go to confessing the word of God in most churches and they'll give you the left foot of fellowship. Who do you think you are saying all those things that God said? You must think you're divine. No, but I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I'm confessing what God said about me. Well, they said you must think you're God. Saying what God said. Well, now, let's think about that for a minute. If I'm acting like God saying what God said, who are they acting like when they say what the devil said? That'll jerk the slack out of their chain. I'd rather act like God as act like the devil. I'm not trying to be God. I'm trying to act as God would act in my situation. In other words, say what God said about me. Plant the seed in the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is within you. 
But now here's what we want to talk about this morning. We want to talk about watering the seed. Watering the seed. We know how to plant the seed. We've already talked about that, but let me mention it. Jesus said, the kingdom of God's if a man cast a seed into the ground. How does he do it? He tells us in Luke, the 17th chapter, if you had faith as a seed, you would say, you use your faith like a seed and you begin to say what you believe. Paul said, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, we believe and therefore speak. He said, I also believe and therefore speak. He was quoting the psalmist David, where David said, I believe and therefore speak. Well, all of us do. Whether you realize it or not, the things you've been speaking in the days past is because you believed them. And if, for instance, you might say some things that you didn't believe, but if you say them long enough, you'll go to believe in them. Psychologists will tell you that if a fellow tells a lie long enough, he'll go to tell it for the truth. He thinks it's true. He's convinced himself. See, faith cometh by hearing. And he'll fight you over the fact that it's true because he's told it's long he believes it. Well, what if you told the truth long enough? You'd believe it, wouldn't you? But you see, the devil has peddled his lies and got us to quote him so much that we got to believe in he was the big one, that he's the great one. See, Job thought the devil was the mighty one. You read what Job said, and he saw the devil as the mighty one. Well, we need to understand God's word. Now, the understanding of the word of God comes by the watering of the word. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to water the word. I mean, some of you have already got the word in you, but because of some little twist that the devil's put in it, or religious tradition, it's held you in bondage, and that won't produce for you because you do not have a firm understanding of that word. And the Holy Spirit is spoken of in the Scriptures. Water is a type of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, through the word, can water your desert and make it produce. As the rain and snow comes from heaven, watereth the earth and forces it to bud, bring forth fruit, so shall God's word be. But I see, in understanding the Bible... It's a spiritual book, and it's spiritually discerned. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's the reason you can send people to seminary and cemeteries and everywhere else, you know, and get all these degrees of learning, PhDs and DDQs and I don't know what else, and even Doctor of Divinity degree, but unless they are born again of the Spirit of God, they cannot understand the Bible. It is spiritually discerned. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Now, let's allow the Holy Spirit to water the word that we have knowledge of this morning. And you interpret the Bible with the Bible. And let's follow some things that have been, well, we've just kind of misunderstood some of these things. And I know I did for years. And for that reason, they did not produce for me. I know that I used to pray and I thought, what my praying was about was to try to talk God into doing something he didn't want to do. And I was kind of taught that if you just pray long enough, you'll finally just worry toward him until he'll do it just to get rid of you. But that's not what the Bible says. Jesus said in Matthew, the 21st chapter, verse 22, he said, All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Well, now, how could you believe it if you didn't know about it? So you have to know about it. You have to know what God said. You have to know what the will of God is. 
And then someone said, well, yeah, but you see, you just got to keep praying the same thing over and over and over because that's what Jesus taught us to do. But now when you study the scripture, you see, that's about all that some people know about the Bible, what they've heard that somebody said they thought they heard somebody said about it. And it sounds good to the natural ear, but it's just simply not the truth. In fact, that violates everything that Jesus taught about prayer. Now, I know because I traveled that religious road of praying for 20 years. Seldom ever got a prayer answered. You know, if you was going from here to Atlanta, which is what, just a few miles, and you stayed on that freeway out there for 10 hours and didn't get there, wouldn't you get suspicious you might be on the wrong road? I mean, it's just 15 miles or so. (laughs) But yet, I traveled the same road for 20 years, never did get there, and never got suspicious that I was on the wrong road. Until somebody watered my desert. And I found out I was praying wrong. Makes a difference when you pray right. All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now that's what Jesus said. Then he said... When you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. And religiously, the religious world has taught that you just keep praying the same prayer over and over and over, and that's the way you get your prayers answered. That's the quickest way to get your prayer canceled. Y'all still there? Did you go home? That's totally against the teaching of Jesus. Now, let's talk, for instance, about the prayer petition. Now, there's different prayers, of course. There's the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. You could pray it over and over and over. Father, I thank you that my needs are met according to your riches in glory. I have abundance and no lack. That's the prayer of thanksgiving and praise and the praying of the word of God. But when it comes to a petition of prayer, Jesus said, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do. They think they shall be heard for their much speaking. But he said, your heavenly father already knows what you have need of before you ask him. It is totally unscriptural to pray the problem. Did you get a hold of that? God already knows what the problem is. He wants you to pray the answer and have faith in the answer. Whatsoever things you desire, what is it you desire? You desire the answer. Then don't pray the problem because faith cometh by hearing. If you pray every day, dear God, the money's not coming in. I can't get a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. Faith cometh by hearing. You'll have great faith in not having a job and the money not coming in and not knowing what to do. Now, when you go to talking about prayer, the first thing that people will bring up, and I had this happen time and time again, well, now, I know what you're saying, Brother Caps, but what about what Jesus said about the man that went for the bread at midnight? He just kept knocking on that door and kept knocking on that door, and finally, he got the bread, and Jesus is teaching us to just keep praying and keep praying, and finally, we'll get our answer. Well, now, let's just read that. I happen to know where it is in Luke, the 11th chapter. Now, I'm going to put a little water on this. Now, the key to understanding this is understanding what Jesus is saying to begin with. He's saying, which of you would have a friend like this? Now, let's answer that question for ourselves. This is the key to understanding what Jesus is saying. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's How to Avoid Tragedy and live a better life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. In this book, 
will give you an insight into what opens the door to the devil and how to overcome the things that come your way. You know, some people believe that everything that comes to you in life is God's will for you. No, that's not true. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If it has to do with having life and having it more abundantly, it comes from Jesus. But the problems, the troubles, and the things that destroy your life does not come from God. God is not the destroyer. The scriptures say that Satan is the destroyer. And the Greek word translated destroyer means ruiner. He came to ruin your life. And you need to know that it's not God's will that all these things that come to you in life happen to you. Now, some of them may be, but it's because of sowing and reaping. You know, you can sow a seed and reap a harvest. Whether it's a good seed or a bad seed, you're going to reap a harvest. Now, you've heard people say, God will never put more on you than you can bear. That's not what he said. The scripture says, God will always make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it or to come through it or overcome it. In other words... You're going to have to act on the Word of God to overcome the things that come against you, many of them especially, if you'll just get the Word of God in your mouth and begin to speak it. That's offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.